She didn't have identification on her. We need you to come and identify her. Now the numbness gave way, and a slow, burning rage climbed in her chest. Where? In a wooded area on Chastain Boulevard, behind the old Martin Lumber Building. That wouldn't be her, Krista said quickly. She would never go to that area. As she said it, she knew it wasn't rational. Ella was abducted. She had no control. She was clearly taken there, he said. Taken there. The rage faded into nausea. She pictured her little sister fighting some killer for her life. Ella, who trusted everyone. The shock of betrayal would have been the precursor to murder. It may not be your sister at all, but we have to make sure. We tried to reach your father, but he didn't answer his phone and he isn't home. He's at the other search site, over by Lake Laura. He made a note. We'll get somebody over there. Krista's voice came out hoarse. Where is she? She's still where they found her. The crime scene investigators are still working the scene. We could have waited until she was at the morgue, but Detective Penske knew you had all these volunteers out searching. He didn't want you broadsided by reporters who got to you first. She looked down at her hands. They were dirty, damp with sweat, even though it was 40 degrees. She nodded then, trying to make her brain work in systematic steps. Step one, breathe. Step two, go to the site. Step three, look at the body. Step four, tell them it's not Ella. But she couldn't seem to move. Ma'am, would you like for me to drive you to the site? She tried to think. Could she even drive? Her mind veered off, touching on places where she could reach her father. Why wasn't he answering his phone? He'd kept it with him day and night since Ella's disappearance. Then again, phone reception was spotty at the lake. Ma'am? Yes, she said, not sure what she was answering. I mean, no, I'll drive myself. All right, he said. I'll escort you in my cruiser. He opened his door, started to get out. Ma'am, are you sure you can drive? Her face burned, though her body shivered. She wiped the perspiration from above her lips. Yes, I'm fine. She started her car. I'm not going to talk to the reporters, he said. But should I tell the volunteers to stop searching? Krista looked out her windshield. Most of the volunteers had returned to their starting point and were huddled in a crowd, staring in her direction. The girls from the Eagle's Wings Girls Center, where Krista worked, had come in a van to help. She had so wanted these inner-city girls to see their fragile prayers answered for Ella. They stood in a huddle with Carla, the ministry's director, expressions of dread on their faces. It might not be Ella, she said aloud. Tell them to keep searching.
Lieutenant Barron got out of the car, and she sat staring as he said something to the crowd, then walked away from the curious reporters and got into his car. He pulled out, and she followed him. That flame of hope still flickered inside her. Maybe Ella was hiding somewhere, scared to death, afraid to answer the calls for her. Maybe if they just searched a little bit harder. The police officer turned on his blue flashing light, and she followed him through Houston traffic. She glanced in her rearview mirror and saw reporters' vans following behind her. Like vultures hunting down corpses, they were going to record this nightmare no matter who claimed the body. Krista thought of trying to call her father, but decided it might be better if she waited until she saw the girl. There was no point in crushing his hopes if it wasn't Ella. He was already distraught enough. Besides, they'd have a policeman at home.